Life Audio. I think one of the reasons that Mary Magdalene's story resonates with so many of us is that she started from this place of darkness and Jesus pulled her out of there. Her relationship with him was different than all the other disciples and all the other people that followed him. It was a different kind of relationship. And as we continue to study her, my hope is that through this process, you will understand the uniqueness of everyone's relationships with Jesus. And yes, in general, he is our savior and he has come to rescue us, but he is so unique and individualized in how he approaches us and pursues us and rescues us. So today we're going to dig into that a little bit more. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today is day two of our study on Mary Magdalene. And again, if you'll remember from yesterday, we are diving in a little bit deeper into the color method of study, which is what we go into in this Bible study. And I'm going to pick back up with our our text for today. And then we're going to kind of talk about the focus with the color method. So it says, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus's head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and he believed, for until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. You remember we are working through the text of John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. And if today's scripture sounds a little bit different than yesterday's, that's because we are using different versions each day. And I talked a little bit about the reasons why both yesterday and in the introductory uh, podcast that talks about the 10 tips for setting yourself up for success with Bible study. So anyway, if you were going through this Bible study, what you would be doing on today's day or usually the second day of the week, would be the the purple color, which would be the 
timing words. And I'll tell you something that is important about timing is it helps us understand how long the narrative or the story is taking. I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I would have a hard time understanding in scripture. Are we talking about something that happened over the course of a day or an hour, or is this a couple days or, you know, scripture, sometimes between one chapter to another, it can be a hundred or a couple hundred years, depending on where you're at. So I think this is a really important way to kind of bring some context around. Yesterday, we looked at the key players in the story. Today, we're looking at the key timing. So if you were to do that, the words that I'm going to pick them out for you, the words that you would hear are things like early, Sunday morning. I would have um, even colored in while it was still dark because it tells you it's a descriptor, but it tells you about a time of day. So, you know, that's an, the early morning hours. I would even go so far as other words like first and until then are there too. But I would go so far as saying things like outran. Because even though that's a verb, outran when we're talking about they're both running, but the other disciple outran Peter, that tells you that he was um, going faster. So to me, that's a timing indicator. And he reached the tomb first. So that word first is an indicator. There are not a whole lot um, of timing indicators in this passage. Um, I think down towards the end, we have the words haven't yet. So that brings us to this concept of the already not yet. We can talk about, actually, I think we talked about it in the Bible study. But what I want to just mention here is sometimes, especially with our timing days and on the days that we do um, the numbers, sometimes there's just not, there's not a whole lot, but that's okay because it's not about the results. It's about the process. And the, because the process will dictate the results. And it's not that I'm not concerned about the results, but I'm confident that the results will follow if you get the process done. And so part of the process, the whole goal of the color method, the whole goal of the She Hears Bible study is to help you read and understand and comprehend what you're reading. Because geez, um, I'm sorry, because as English speakers even, we don't really comprehend what we're reading. We're used to like this TikTok culture or short posts on Instagram or whatever it is, where we're reading captions a lot. We're not really used to long form content. And because of that, we've trained our brains to just kind of quickly move on to the next thing. And what I'm trying to do is retrain your brain to slow down. So if you get through a whole passage and there's not a single timing word, it's okay. Because just the very process of you reading and looking for timing words is helping you to understand the context of the story. I think we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but I want to mention this here here as well, because this is a good um, habit to get into anytime you're studying any portion of text. Consider looking for Mary Magdalene in other areas of the text. Now, earlier in this study, I did a lot of the legwork for you up until now, but now it's time for you to figure this part out so that you can do it moving forward. And so some key places to look if you're new to scripture, you're new to Bible study, so if you're looking specifically for a person, say we're talking about Mary Magdalene, you can cross-reference, usually directly in the reading. There will be, if you see in your Bible, depending on what kind of Bible you have, you'll have like a little index number or maybe a letter. And then you can look at the key. Either sometimes it's in the middle of your Bible or it's at the bottom of the page. And it will show you where else this person is mentioned in the text. So look for her name and then see if there's any subscripts or postscripts on that. Another place to look is in the index in the back of your Bible. 
and a lot of Bibles have indexes in the back. Or you can do an online search like BibleGateway.com, Bible Hub. There's lots of different ones. And I think I'll actually put a list of those on my website as well. Some free resources to help you. Also, if you don't already have one, consider purchasing a good study Bible to help you in your understanding. A study Bible is kind of, it's not going to go super deep, but it's going to give you the general context for what we're talking about in each passage of scripture. So there are online tools available as well. And, if, you know, if you don't want to spend the money right now, I get it because study Bibles can be expensive. I love the Fire Bible. That's what I use, but there's lots of different ones available. Um, if you want to use the online tools, that's fine. But I want you to make sure that you are doing your own studying of the word first before you go and you read what somebody else says. So make sure that you're looking at Bible dictionaries, not Bible commentaries, because what a, a dictionary will do is it will define you. It'll define things for you. So it'll define the concept of the text. So what what was a well in that culture? What was a garden tomb like in that culture? That's a dictionary. A commentary will tell you about the well or about the 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 tomb. And it's not that I don't want you to look at those, but those are somebody's opinion based on what they're learning in the dictionary portion. And so it's important for you to read the word for yourself before you start taking on the opinions and assumptions of other people. And I get it. I'm I'm doing a commentary. That's why you're listening. But if you want to research for yourself, my encouragement always is to kind of form your own opinion and then read the commentaries to kind of see if you're on the right track. We're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we'll finish talking about what it means to be delivered from darkness and how the response that we have is that we cannot stay away from the light because the light is who Jesus is. Stay tuned. I want you to hear what Jesus is telling you first before you listen to what he told someone else. That's basically the gist of it. Um, a journaling Bible is really a good thing to have. And if you want to start doing the color method of study, I have a couple of resources on my website, which are really, really helpful. The first is, it's what I personally use is, um, the gospel. It's the gospel pack. I think it's called where it's journals, where on one page you will have just the, the text of the scripture. And on the next page, you will have just blank lines so you can write notes. And so that's what I use for my color method of study. I have um, the dry highlighters, which I think are also on my website, where I will dry highlight each of those colors, and then I will write all my notes on the next page. That's incredibly helpful. And then there's a couple other actual Bible journals that are on my website as well, where it does that with the whole scripture. I just like the small ones because then I can kind of take it with me, stick in my purse, that kind of thing. A couple things before we go. There's some common misconceptions about Mary, and I want you to go try to do some of the study on your own, and we're going to kind of summarize this throughout the week. But there's some common misconceptions about Mary. She was not a prostitute or romantically involved with Jesus. Um, scripture never says anything of the sort. It does say, however, the reasons why she loved Jesus so much. And so see if you can read and study figuring out what that was all about. But what I want to leave you with is something that really brought this concept home to me. So, and we'll dive into the reasons for this at the, the weekly wrap up, why she kind of gets this bad rap. 
But Mary actually had been delivered of demons. It wasn't that she was a prostitute. And maybe she did get involved in some promiscuous behavior, but she isn't called a prostitute. Um, that was actually a, a former Catholic pope that, that made that distinguish distinguish that and that wasn't actually true and then the catholic church recanted it details on that to come but but my point is is sometimes we have this image of who she was and that's not the reality of it um the reality of it was that the scripture says that she was delivered of seven demons and i'll tell you there was a time in um my own life where um i got to participate in a similar scenario where we were able to pray for a woman who was delivered of um, I don't even know how many demons. I mean, it was, it was a long night and, uh, we were in a, in an African country and I had the opportunity to go back, um, several years later. And when I went back, one of the things that we had done is when we went, when we rescue women off the street, we don't just rescue them by telling them about Jesus and then that's that. Like we give them a rescue plan. And so we, we tr actually transport them to a different location a couple hours away. We give set them up with a business license and teach them a skilled trade and a schooling and all those kinds of things. And so one of the things that we do is teach them how to sew because when you teach them a trade like that, it gives them an opportunity to earn money um, in, a, in a way that doesn't violate them. And so when I went back a couple years later, one of the girls that we had rescued from the street was now not only making dresses, but she was now sewing clothes for the president of the country's wife. And she had gotten so good at it that she had gone back, and I think it was 11 girls she herself had gone back to rescue off the streets. But this girl, not only was she rescued off the streets, she was delivered of... of like I said, I don't even know how many demons. And so once that happened, she became committed to sharing the light with those that were still living in darkness. And my point in all of that to say is when you have been delivered out of the darkness, you can't stay away from the light. And that's what I think of when I think of Mary Magdalene. Her story is powerful, and there's a reason why she was the first one, the only one at the tomb that morning. So would you pray about that? See what you can find in your own Bibles, and then we'll pick up tomorrow. Dear God, thank you for my friends that are have that have been committed to studying your word and learning how to read and understand and hear from you in the scriptures. God, I thank you for the treasure of your word, and I pray that as they get into their own Bibles and they start studying on their own, God, that you would reveal yourself to them in a way that is real and tangible and powerful. I thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know. I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to 
hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.